Hi, I'm Angela Ardolino and welcome to Your Natural Dog, my podcast featuring in-depth conversation with the world's leading holistic veterinarians and pet care pros. Join us every week as we reveal natural alternatives to the outdated, one-size-fits-all pet care model we're used to. If you like what you hear, please make sure to leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. The only way we can get our message out to pet parents all over the world is with your support. Stop barking! I'm trying to record a podcast! Hello, it's Angela from Your Natural Dog, and today I have one of my favorite guests, Carter Easler from CBD Dog Health. He is our educator. He's our director of education. He literally travels all over the country training our retail stores, he speaks at events, and actually trains our veterinarians who carry our products or who just want to learn more about cannabis medicine. He is certified in cannabis medicine for veterinary practices. And we love to geek out and talk about the different compounds, what research is showing. So today we are talking all about flavonoids, what they are, what they do, which ones cannabis has that are shared with other plants, and which one cannabis has that no others do. So learn all about flavonoids. It'll be fun. You'll recognize some that you probably are already giving to your pet that you didn't even know is already included in a full-spectrum hemp extract. So stay tuned. All right, we are back with Carter Easler, the Director of Education and Outreach for CBD Dog Health. And today we're going to talk about flavonoids, which I'm sure people have heard of before. It wasn't a word I had never heard of before this, but... I remember that scientist from The Simpsons who always went, Flavin. (laughs) I think that he was referring to flavonoids because they have so many different like flavones and flavocytes, like flavonoids. Flavins. Flavins. That's like a name for like a large group of them. So what are flavonoids, Carter? Um, So they're basically these kind of bioactive molecules that are found in all sorts of different fruiting and flowering plants that have these therapeutic effects similar to cannabinoids like CBD, CBG, THC, or terpenes like we've talked about, like beta-caryophylline. Flavonoids are another kind of essential part of not only cannabis medicine, but all sorts of other plant medicines and herbal medicines that really have really amazing and studied benefits for our pets and ourselves. That's right. And they are things that we can incorporate in not only our diet, but our pet's diet, but they exist in these botanical medicines. And for cannabis, they are very important in the role of the entourage effect, which uh, those of you don't know what the entourage effect is. That is when you have a whole plant or full spectrum plant medicine, meaning you have all of the compounds in it. And all of those compounds work together to give you that medicinal effect that you're looking for or what has been proven in research to have done. So Mm -hmm. I think what's funny about flavonoids is that like people would start talking about them or mentioning one or another, or they would mention um, like milk thistle or another plant medicine. And I would be like, wait a minute, that's in cannabis. So why don't we just take cannabis? It's got all of them in it. Mm-hmm. I know quercetin was probably the one that I heard about the most. Right. And after reading the Forever Dog book, I know it's one of Dr. Karen Becker's favorite flavonoids or supplements. And that is because of its antihistamine mm-hmm. properties right. uh, for dogs with allergies, animals with allergies. But again, it is one compound. So I don't know. 
To me, I'd rather, again, have a full spectrum product than an isolate of a compound. So what I'm trying to say is, why would I go take an isolate of quercetin instead take a hemp product or a hemp and a mushroom product or a hemp and an herb product, Mm -hmm. drink some green tea with my cannabis or my full spectrum or give it Mm -hmm. to my dog and get a much more powerful effect? Right. Yeah. I mean, it it just makes so much sense. You know, there's... there's a reason why we are told over and over again, like eat your vegetables, have like a really diverse diet. And when we talk about cannabis, this is just, think of it more as like part of a robust diet with these really amazing medicinal properties. It's not a a drug. It is just part of something that is going to naturally help the body do what it already knows how to do, help to moderate the immune system and help it function as it naturally should in best case scenario. And how can you argue with nature? I mean, it exists in nature and interacts with our bodies like this. There's got to be a reason for that. Yeah. And these flavonoids are amazing because like you think that it's they kind of fly under the radar. Like you said, people don't really know a lot about them, but I think in, in cannabis alone, they're like the the Robins to the Batman. Right. Yeah. They and and there's a lot of them. Like they they can make up up to two and a half percent of a cannabis flower on a dry weight basis, which is wow. That's like that's a lot of these little molecules. And not only that, there's over six thousand different flavonoids that exist in nature. Mm. And, and in nature, it what I love is what when we find these amazing compounds in these plants is that they serve a purpose for the plant. Right. And then they turn around and when we take them, their extracts, they do amazing things in our body and fulfill the deficiencies in our bodies. So it's amazing what they do. But flavonoids have a lot to do with attracting the pollinators. So color, flavor, smell, those types of things. So literally, they are responsible for photosynthesis and making sure that the quercetin, I think in particular, but flavonoids. Mm -hmm. So there's over 6,000 of them again. So every time I hear these types of things, that again is why I would never mess with a plant medicine, why I would want it in its purest form, why Mm -hmm. like in cannabis, we extract all of our products using CO2, supercritical CO2 extraction. And the reason we do that is because we don't damage those other compounds like the flavonoids and the terpenes um, when we're doing the extraction. So that's why it's so hard to compare products apples to apples because some people are doing it the cheapest, worst way ever, and then others are making medicine. So it's kind of like taking a diet supplement versus a true medicinal product. Right. Absolutely. Uh, they did a, a study at uh, the University of South Carolina about, um, I think, a flavonoid that we're all really familiar with, curcumin. Mm -hmm. Um, which is found in turmeric, which is kind of one of the herbs that at CBD Dog Health we really love because it's in our ease tincture in in the form of turmeric. And curcumin is, you know, it has so many benefits for its anti-cancerous properties, its anti-inflammatory properties. Um, It's great for gut health. And what they found is that this CO2 extraction, which we use for our, our cannabis extracts, that is the best way to get the most out of the curcumin the most curcumin out of the turmeric root um, while maintaining kind of that synergistic balance with all those other compounds that are in there. Because it's the same thing with plant medicines outside of cannabis. You know, 
they all, again, have many, many different compounds. It's not just curcumin that we're looking for. We're looking for the full abundant relationship between all those different pieces. And as we know, turmeric also has beta-carophylline, which is mm-hmm. a terpene found in cannabis. So what I have discovered is that, of course, I knew a little bit about some essential oils and herbs and adaptogens, a few other, but not as much as like an herbalist or a homeopath or a Chinese medicine person would know. But what I found is that cannabis is the king. Cannabis has the most than any other plant. However, there are other plants that have share a lot of the same medicinal properties. So every time you find yourself taking a quercetin or um, an anti-inflammatory and you're you're staying in the vegan realm, you are probably getting another medicinal plant that shares some of the same compounds as cannabis does. So Mm -hmm. why not just take the cannabis? Because it has them all. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And I think that, you know, what's so cool about these flavonoids as well is that in a lot of cases, they are actually interacting with the endocannabinoid system. You know, so when we talk about the endocannabinoid system, as we have before on this podcast, it sounds like super specialized. It sounds like it's only going to be dealing with CBD, but, you know, it is so much more kind of far reaching and integral to the way that our bodies function and, you know, interacts with so many different plant compounds, as well as endogenous, naturally occurring compounds inside our bodies that our our brains make. So, Right. So when you see when you see a piece of research that says green tea fights cancer, it's mm-hmm. probably because it has those same compounds like um, a simil- I can't say it's similarian. Uh, Silimarin, the, uh-huh. the one in- curcumin, yeah. quercetin, yeah. the other mm-hmm. one with a K. There's like four of them that have already Camferol. been proven. Yeah, that mm-hmm. have already been proven to have anti-cancer properties. Right. So if those four flavonoids exist in a plant, any plant, it's going to be a powerful cancer, a botanical cancer medicine, which all of those exist in cannabis. And mm-hmm. what makes cannabis really special is that it has its own flavonoids that don't exist in any other plants, which I think is right. really cool. We're going to talk about those when we come back after this break. If you're like us, your pets are part of the family. That's why at CBD Dog Health, we created a line of human-grade, full-spectrum hemp products tailored specifically to your furry friend's needs. Whether they're suffering from fear of fireworks, arthritis from old age, or even seizures and cancer, research shows that a high-quality CBD oil can make a big difference for them. Enter coupon code RADIO at CBDDogHealth.com for 15% off your first order. That's R-A-D-I-O. CBD Dog Health, healing naturally. All right, we're back with your natural dog with Carter Easler, our director of education for CBD Dog Health. Uh, Keeps me on my toes, lets me know what type of research is out there. Along with, you guys, we now, let's see, we've been here since 2018. So we have thousands and thousands of people's pets who are benefiting from CBD Dog Health tinctures and salves. So we've seen everything. So nobody can say to us, my, my number one thing, that THC is dangerous and will hurt your pet because that ain't true. Hmm. So maybe we need to do something just about THC. Carter and I are trying to get together and do every cannabinoid, every flavonoid, every terpene and talk yep. about what comes out. So we'll get to THC at some point <laughs> because I feel like we need to scream it from the rooftops. I yep. just had 
somebody that I respect and look up to and follow tell me the THC is dangerous for pets. And I said, it is not. Mm. Oh, my goodness. How do you know that? Because I just did it, gave my dog 10 milligrams for two years. And not only did it not hurt her, it kept her alive. So I don't want to hear and her pain away. And and all I need to do is send this person the how many pieces of research that have already proven that not only is THC safe, but is an anti-cancer, anti-tumor, pain reliever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're going to see a lot of Carter so that we can keep on educating you guys on what we are learning and how fascinating it is, which really opens your eyes up to all supplements, what they all are, how I think it's um, amazing that cannabis and mushrooms are coming out into the marketplace as new supplements and how we can compare what a whole plant or whole mushroom extract is compared to just taking out isolates of the flavonoids, terpenes, or cannabinoids. So right. we learn. We're learning more about medicine. Does it affect you when you go when you go purchasing things now? Or are you like, wait a Absolutely. Minute. Yeah. I mean, I, I look at Every, really, any time that I'm, you know, looking into an herbal medicine that I might want to be taking, there's always going to be, you look on the shelf and you're going to find the whole plant version of it. And then you're going to find the isolated, more synthesized and refined right. version of it. And so and you're going to find the cheap, yeah, the middle yeah, and the high. And it can be really hard to know which one to take. You know, like I think one, one thing that we already mentioned on this is um, milk thistle and this flavonoid silymarin, which is really amazing for liver, the liver, for our dogs with liver issues and for people with, with liver issues. But then there are products like denimarin, which is made from milk thistle that has silymarin in it, but is a refined and isolated version of milk thistle. And so, you know, it's great. It's awesome, but why take this isolated form of it when you can get the same effects, if not better, with more of that kind of similar entourage effect with cannabis using a, if there were a full spectrum milk thistle. Now tell me the truth, Carter. You (laughs) didn't know that before you started this, right? Because I didn't either. I mean, it has changed my life. And this is why we're talking about it. Because once you comprehend it, you're going to look at everything you're eating, taking. My biggest thing is preservatives. Now that I am making my own products and know that I can naturally preserve my products, I can have a product with five ingredients in it, the five ingredients that I want or the four ingredients I want, and then the, the organic um, preservative. Now I look at other things and I'm like, what the hell? Why are there all these ingredients? What are they? Oh, they're isolates. They are preservatives to make it be able to sit on a shelf for five years. You know, those types of things. All those things that we don't, not only do we not need, but our pets don't need in their body, especially if they're already dealing with, you know, an issue or a disease. Yeah. And and I mean, these the, the thing is like these natural compounds, they, uh, over time, you know, they, they do break down, you know, when they're any, any kind of natural product, it should break down. You know, it, it should have a natural lifestyle. You do want to keep it out of the sun, out of, you know, exposure to oxygen, because as, you know, as we see with cannabis extracts, exposing, you know, CBD to air, to heat, it's going to change those molecules. And so, you know, these, these things are very shelf stable when you take care of them. But um, I think that it kind of speaks to their quality that you kind of have to either use them fresh or just be careful about how you 
how you how you treat them and, and that you don't just let them kind of sit and bake in the sun. All right. So now let's talk about how cannabis is still the queen because <laughs> she's still the queen of flavonoids. And as you and I were just preparing to do this podcast, we're like literally like just reading up on flavonoids and literally muttering under our breath. God, plants are so freaking cool. Yeah. They are really so cool. So cannabis has a three or four of its own flavonoids that aren't found in anything else and have their own medicinal properties. So we're going to talk about other plants, but to this date, I haven't found one better than cannabis or cooler than cannabis or have more Mm -hmm. properties than cannabis does. Um, And this is now, this is like before humans have started to breed and do certain things. So I can't imagine what's to come. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of crap and stuff that you're like, what? Why? Just leave it alone. <gasps> but remember, folks, you can't grow a cannabis plant, extract it, put it in a bottle and patent it and make billions of dollars. So right. Big Pharma is busy, very busy trying to figure out how to get a hold or a stake in this cannabis industry. And that is why it's still federally not legal and still very difficult and confusing. Um, and it will stay that way until they can figure out how to make billions of dollars. But back to cannabis as queen, queen of the flavonoids. She's already queen of the medicinal compounds. She's already the queen of the terpenes. And now she's queen of the flavonoids. So let's talk about these canaflavins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's uh, a few specifically canflavin A, canflavin B, nice and easy to remember. But they're, you know, they... Again, similar to how our cannabinoids have their own kind of therapeutic profile, things that they're, they're specifically good for. These um, flavonoids similarly are, are good for different things. Canflavin A is known for its anti-inflammatory properties, its neuroprotective properties. Canflavin B is known for uh, its anti-cancerous properties and its analgesic properties. It's also super antioxidant, you know, which, is, which is something that a lot of our flavonoids have in common. The, the antioxidant properties with them are really powerful. And we did mention now quercetin is an antihistamine and has anti-cancer properties. So it's a mm-hmm. great thing. Um, I don't know if we did mention some of the foods that also have uh, quercetin in it, like kale, the dark leafy greens, the uh, apples. What else did we say? I know there were a couple more. Celery is a big one. Celery is a big one. I don't know if dogs eat celery, but that's also would be a great source of uh, fiber, vitamins, mm-hmm. you know, fatty acids. Carrots. Carrots. Yeah, there's so many. And you literally can. I remember looking up epigenin, epigenin, mm-hmm. which is another one. I remember looking that up uh, for somebody that was suffering something because I can't remember what that one was known for. Muscle relaxant. Mm-hmm. Parsley. Parsley is a good one, too. I'm sure oregano is a good one, too. So, again, anytime you're buying any type of uh, product that is a natural plant product, you're going to want to make sure uh, that it's a whole one so that you can get these other medicinal compounds. Yeah, I I think that it's like it's so important to kind of recognize how these things work together and that there there is this synergy between plants as you as you've talked about before how they when you combine them together similar to how when you're using adaptogens you know for instance turmeric and cannabis they share these compounds they have the same they contain the same molecular structures that when 
used in conjunction, you kind of get to tack on the entourage effect from turmeric with the entourage effect of cannabis. And you get to kind of boost them both together, like in our right. They don't like contradict. They don't like cancel each other out. They literally work together and become synergistic. That's why they're called right. adaptogens. They literally adapt to what they're going to do in your body and what needs to be done. So I think yes. it's amazing. And also remember that you can't have all the benefits that cannabis has been proven to have without the flavonoids. They literally, their biggest thing is to help the phytocannabinoids do their job. So that's how important they are. So that's why right. you don't want to mess with the medicine and get that full plant extract. Yeah. And there's, there's so much kind of confusing terminology out there for people, you know, where people will say complete spectrum or broad spectrum or broad or full spectrum THC free. Unfortunately, you know, these are people will use different words, to kind of claim a corner of the market when there really, there is some terminology that is standard across the board. Right. We follow the hemp industry, which calls it a a whole plant or a full spectrum extract. Yeah. Yeah. And when you when you start getting down the line, more refined to a broad spectrum, they're going to tell you that they're just taking THC out. But you have to know that if they're taking just THC out, you're losing these flavonoids as well. You're right. losing terpenes. You're losing it's other. It's kind of bio- like imagine that you're straining something and you're trying to strain out. So, yep. you know, whatever it is, I'm trying to think of whatever it is, but it, some of the good stuff is going to come out in that straining uh, process. So it's exactly like food. The less processed food is and plants are, the better. And so that's what you want to pick. And always look for that COA, which will help you, which I don't think they show flavonoids on a COA. But if you're dealing with a full spectrum product with a COA, you're getting the flavonoids in your extract. So you don't necessarily need to test them. Mm-hmm. So again, if you're if you're looking for an extract to help your pet with something, just make sure that it's a pure one and a whole one. And check and make sure it doesn't already exist in your in your hemp extract that you're giving your pet because it probably already does. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, and and just know that you're not going to get too much of these things. Right. You know, there, there's not there's not a point at which you're going to have too much too much quercetin, too much curcumin if you're eating it in a natural source. If your if your pet is consuming it in a natural way, of course, if you're dosing it high at an isolated refined version, there's there's probably going to be a point at which you're overloading the system. But if you're just taking a cannabis extract and it's full form hemp extract, or you're, you know, you're feeding a balanced diet, you're going to be really safe to have a balanced amount of intake of these. Cool. Thank you, Carter. Thanks, Angie. Any of those of you that are really interested and want to learn more about the cannabinoids and terpenes and flavonoids and all the properties in cannabis, some of my favorite resources are projectcbd.org um, and leafwell.com is another one that is just chock full of information. And then when it comes to your pet, particularly your pet, cbdoghealth.com has so much information. My website, angelardolino.com slash, shoot, is it research or studies? Literally has every research done on animals already and one link, both on mushrooms and cannabis. So Carter and I keep track of all this in case anybody goes, my dog has da-da-da-da. What is the best that you can give them? Um, I also created a guide that you guys can get that's all about cannabis and um, 
what the compounds do along with mushrooms and what works best for that. So mm-hmm. you can sign up for my emails or CBD Dog Health emails to get those. All right, Carter, thank you. I know we'll be back. We're going to talk about our endocannabinoid, AEA, or anandamide. Mm-hmm. anandamide. Yeah, we're going to talk Ooh. all about that next time we <laughs> see each other. Thank you. See you then. Thanks, Angie. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Please make sure to leave us a review wherever you're listening from. This is the best way to help pet parents like you find these episodes and get access to all our content. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Your Natural Dog and at AngelaArtolino.com. Introducing MycoDog, an award-winning line of medicinal mushroom extracts combined with adaptogens like ashwagandha, astragalus root, and bacopa monieri, made specifically for your pets. When it comes to mushrooms, sourcing really matters. Unlike other products on the market that are grown in China or elsewhere, the mushrooms in MycoDog tinctures are grown here in the United States to the highest quality standards. MycoDog offers three formulas designed to support senior dogs, as well as those suffering from dementia and canine cognitive disorder, breathing and respiratory issues, or autoimmune diseases and cancer. Use coupon code YNDPODCAST at mycodog.com for 10% off these fantastic fungi.